Fan Asia, powered by PodcastNetwork.Asia. And make sure to subscribe, like, and share. We're on Spotify, obviously this one, Anchor, Pocket Cast, and Radio Republic. We are on episode 20, guys. Tonight, we have on the panel, we got Javier, Goatros. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers champions. Gino Rufino, big fan. Slick Rick, who's... Are you a Brooklyn fan now? Or are you still a, a Golden State fan? Brooklyn, man. New Jersey. Jersey Nets. Forever. San Diego Chargers. Wow, that's opposite coasts. Yeah. Yeah, because you're <laughs> born in Jersey and then raised in San Diego, so... Ah. Yeah. Are you a Devils fan? So are yeah. you a Clippers? Does it make you a Clippers fan since the Clippers no. came from no. San Diego? No, <laughs> Clippers are from Buffalo. Buffalo Clippers. Yeah. And we have Chris Newsom. All right, I guess we could start off. Let's go with the PBA. Since so many things are, you know, happening with you guys under the bubble. Uh, before we get NBA, let's uh, give us an update. What's going on? So PBA, the confirmed case that they said they had was a false positive. Okay. So that's a good thing. They had them take antigen tests and those came back negative. So that's good to hear. We actually are scheduled for our swab test tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. So we got that. And then I think there's like five other teams that are getting their swabs tomorrow. So uh, everyone's getting tested and they already did the contact tracing and everything like that. So that's why when the games had to be postponed. Okay. The talk and text game earlier today? Yeah. yeah, the talk and text due to contact tracing, basically. That's about it right now. Calvin Abueva is in his first game. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I'm, hey, I'm watching that. that's cool. It's, yeah. it's actually a really close game right now. It's 108, 105. Was he caught, was One he? minute left. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it's a close game. And he almost has a triple-double, so. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. First game back. First That's game. like, wow. welcome back. Nice. Yeah. The beast. beast. So, do, do you think that the addition of Calvin puts them in the, in the, you know, one of the favored teams in the bubble? Or do you still think it's wide open? I still think it's pretty wide open. Uh, yeah. He is an X factor for sure. Yeah. But of course, you know, they have to adjust playing to one another. You know, it's not as easy as just having one good game. You know, it's about consistency, yeah, yeah. especially whenever you're talking about uh, leading your team into the playoffs. And I think that's where they failed, you know, previous times, even when they had had him. Uh, so it's still they have to be able to work together as a team. They're going to need the depth to yeah. get them through. So he can't do it alone. He's definitely an X factor, though. Sure. Talking text, uh, still looking good, though. Talking text. Talking text looks good. You know, they were supposed to have a game tonight. But, yeah, they still look good. Of course, it never looks good. They're, they're beatable. Uh, yeah. They showed that they're beatable, but they still look good. And then, of course, we look good. What's the biggest change, Chris, from the first couple of games for you and then the last couple of games for you when you really broke loose? I would say um, the mindset was just to go out and, and just play, you know, yeah. don't worry about so much like what's the real game plan or, or um, you know, not trying to make it too complicated. Like I'm worried about my points. I'm worried about my assists or, or like just my stats or whatever, you know, just to go out there and just get what the game, uh, the game gives you. And then just kind of been playing that way 
uh, been more aggressive offensively, but that also helps get everybody else open. So, you know, that's basically been the mindset. So, and then obviously uh, our defense has definitely picked up. Sure. So we've been able to really key in on other teams, do our scouting reports and, uh, you know, deliver defensively in order for us to get to to the offensive end. So that's the primary difference. And I think the guys really bought in. So it's good to see everyone's in a good place. Hey, that's good for you guys. Has there yeah. any player that, uh, that has surprised you? He's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. This guy's doing well in the bubble. <laughs> you know, Pogoy is doing like really, really good. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. it's it's been impressive. Of course, he has you know the rest of his team there as well, which makes it even more crazy that Talking Text has so many lethal players. Because you saw uh, Ray had a had a career night just a, a few nights after. So a lot of guys have been performing well. Matt Wright, he's been pretty impressive yeah, to me too. He's been uh, shooting with a lot of confidence and. <laughs> You know, teams are really having to adjust their scouting report just for him. So that says a lot. This is where the, the team factor is going to come in with them, you know, and that's where Calvin's going to be a big help for them. So that's good for them. I want to ask you how big a factor, because we always talked about this with the NBA, how, you know, losing in the series when, you know, they could have wrapped up the series. But because of the lack of fans, a lot of people, or some players, not the fans. Has it played a factor for you? At first, I guess it was it was a bit weird, just the atmosphere in general. Uh, just, you know, saying like, okay, this is what games are going to be like. But then, you know, once you get that initial, you know, first game or second game in, and you're just kind of used to it already, you know, you have an idea already, you can visualize a lot better uh, what you want to do. And, you know, I'm a very visual person. So now that I see the the rim, what it looks like, the details on the rim, those are like little things that you can throw into your visualization. And mm-hmm. it really helps, you know, whenever you talk about a view in the game. Oh, the momentum so think, coming from like a timeout, you're down or you may be, you know, I mean, with the fans behind you. Does it really play a factor? Yeah, uh, a bit, but I think that's where your team really comes in. Having a re- having that uh, team support is huge, especially now. You know, you'll see you'll see like some teams that you know maybe they're down and then they're not really uh, you know cheering each other on or anything like that. Uh, you know, the little things like that you can kind of see within teams and. Because you don't have the fans, it, it, ha- it has to come from somewhere. So the only people that are there is, are, are your teammates. So if your teammates give you that energy and that support, then, you know, you're kind of ready in that sense. That's kind of the charge you need. But, of, of course, you just have to know, like, the situation of the game as well. Yeah, I mean, it's um, different when you don't have the girls screaming, Chris, Chris, <laughs> or for me. You know, you don't have the girls waving, showing, you know, whatever they showed. Yeah. The cool, it's pretty cool. You'd, you'd be surprised how loud it gets in there, like, with just us. Okay. Like, just the teams. The teams, yeah, we, we actually get pretty loud. It's different when I see Gino brings a girl or there's girls in the in, when they're playing pickup. And if there's a girl on the, in the bleachers, Gino plays differently. When there's no girl, <laughs> he passes the ball. But when there's girls in the bleachers, he shoots, lights out. Like, <laughs> he don't pass. Gino don't pass. He just dribble and shoot. Dribble and shoot. So I'm thinking that it makes a huge, like, not a, not a difference, but it, the, in terms of confidence, you kind of want to do well because someone's watching you and you know that you have fans cheering you on. 
True. I, but I guess in the same sense that, you know, we know that there's TV, we know there's social media. So like people are going to see it, uh, whether or not, you know, they're actually in the stands or not. Yeah. Of course, having them there, it's, it's cool. But then when it comes down to the game itself, I think any real hooper knows that, you know, yeah. you just go out there to hoop and, doesn't matter what the fans no, think or whatever. Quarter, after three, four quarters, you're tired. But if you can see your girl, shit. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Give you a shot we of it. We virtual. We do have virtual. Yeah, but virtual. do you even notice the virtual fans? Yeah, you, you do. You, yeah, yeah, you actually do. Yeah, Cam's been there every game. A couple of our other teammates yeah. have their wives there every game. Is it the so. same? Is it the same? Like you're like you do point at the screen. Actually, it's not as. Hey, Cam, I as see- far off it's not as far <laughs> off as people would think yeah i think it's more far off from a fan's perspective than it is our perspective because okay. like whenever we're playing you know we're not really focused on who's in the audience anyways you know what yeah. i'm saying like we know they're there so same thing with the virtual audience it's like okay i see cam there i know she's there but then it's like i can't really like put all my focus there anyway so I, but i know she's there yeah. That feeling is there. Yeah, it's, it's not like there. you're going to talk to her. Yeah, right? it's not like yeah exactly. To you exactly. <laughs> so, that, Lou Williams, you know, I mean, I wonder who the Lou Williams is of the PBA. You know, I mean, who's got like like 20 chicks nobody on, right on now. virtual reality, <laughs> on virtual screen, you know? I don't know if you can, compl- you can compare Atlanta to uh, Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, did anyone Magic leave City, for, for some chicken wings? No, but I did see some and dogs in the hall. Oh, so good. Yeah, but my worry is how did it get here? How, how did it? Get, how did the and dogs get uh, get in? Yeah, yeah. So in the hall, like, it's somebody from Meralco. Hmm. Or Inlex. Inlex. Oh. Inlex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to get yeah, it really quickly. Yeah. Special treatment. We saw the posters come out last week. You know the whole incident with him missing flights. And it didn't too, fit too well with, obviously, Beverly, Will, and Harold were very vocal, I think, at one point on their coach letting Kawhi go home, spend time away from the game. And, uh, but that was load management. Wasn't that the case coming into the, into the team? Yeah, yeah. That was their setup. That was a setup, and I don't that think was, it was an understanding. Yeah, I don't know if Doc really that to the players, but Chris, let me know how you would feel, you know. But he's a superstar. Kawhi comes onto your team on Moralco, and he gets load management. He gets to go home. He's late for flights. I mean, that's tough because like I don't even know what that life is like. You know, like, <laughs> like I don't I don't know anyone that lives that type of lifestyle, but you know, Kobe, you know, it's hard to say uh, what what that person has to do as far as like being a professional, though. I definitely feel like there is a professional standard that, you know, if there is a practice or a call time, you should be there at that call time. Uh, you know, even if you are like, say, injured or at certain like team functions, I do believe that you should be there. I think those are all like good and reasonable levels of professionalism that should be shown in all organizations. So, um, you know, that's just me being me. But of course, again, when when that much money is involved, it it tends to like change the way people think or or how they act or, you know, what their priorities are or aren't or whatever. So it's hard to judge. Again, personally, I, I like to see that that level of professionalism always be like, 
maintain. I, I feel like Kobe was one of the ultimate professionals. Yeah. That's why I really um, admire him a lot. I kind of like model myself after him uh, just to kind of. You, you take a chopper to the to the game? Yeah. Nah, you know, I had to settle for a van. Oh shit! You know, but but that's a, but that's a good example though, right? I mean, Kobe is a good example because everybody knew Kobe was gonna like Kawhi. Kind of got that from Kobe. Like Kobe took the yeah. chopper when he moved to Palos Verdes. He moved out like far. Yeah. So then he, he needed the chopper. I've been to several Laker practices when Kobe's sitting next on the bench. He's not scrim joining the scrimmage. Yeah. So it's kind of like an understood thing. Right yeah. or sometimes you won't show up at the practice. Like it's, I, I understand where you're, where you're getting at, Chris. But I think if there has been a prearranged um, understanding, it's it's it should somewhat be accepted. But it has to be accepted by, in my opinion, by the players if they really buy into it. Right. So clearly, Lou Williams, Pat Bev, and whoever else complained about a Kawhi weren't okay with the with the situation. And I think a factor there is also because Kobe involves himself in the lives of his of his teammates. Kawhi clearly doesn't. And I think that disconnect is a little bit of a why this why it even came out. Why does he why why does why this topic even surface? Because nobody Actually, ever complained about yeah. about Kobe. Good point, Gino. Because like yeah. when Kawhi was load managing in San Antonio, nobody made an issue about it. When Kawhi was load managing with the Raptors, no one was making an issue about it. But I have a feeling. I think when he was load managing in LA, he was with his boys. Maybe in Toronto and San Antonio, he didn't. He didn't have the people Maybe. he grew up with. Yeah. Maybe yeah. if he was really load managing, it was like a legitimate load management. Yeah. But maybe in LA, th those were the distractions that he would miss a flight, that he would miss practice. Because I'm with my boys, I'm in LA, and I've been away for so long, and yeah. I'm soaking it, it up right now. No, but wouldn't he not even stay in LA? He'd go back to San Diego. He was in it San is, Diego. That was the problem. Yeah. That, that's just like what was that? Far. Three hours away. He'd be really yeah. far to the point where. I think it was an entitlement to the point yeah. he knows that he has a game the next day. Wouldn't you? Yeah. The responsible thing is to stay in town yeah. for a couple of, you know what? Stay overnight and yeah. then go back after the game. You know what I mean? Don't come from San Diego, you know, and then miss the flight or at least be late for the flight. I think we saw that during the playoffs where... They weren't They're a all disconnected. Yeah, they weren't yeah. a unit compared to the the Clippers a year ago when they met the the Warriors. Was it on the first round? Yeah, and they were clawing every Dude, game. They, the, that Clippers squad was yeah scrappy. Yeah. But scrappy. Yeah. This, this Clipper team this that's year. That's also that level. Like, yeah, that's that level of uh, professionalism I was talking yeah. about, though. Yeah, like if a, if the team says we have to leave at this time, then you, you know you have to. You should be there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's why Kobe got a chopper. <laughs> so that he wouldn't exactly. I wish he didn't exactly. get a chopper, though. To be yeah. honest, with you. I know. I wish he didn't. It's just the LA traffic is pretty bad, man. Yeah. But don't you think that's Coach Doc's part of it? You know, responsibility. Part of it, yes, yeah. Yes, Balmer bought. You know, got Kawhi in fine, but as a coach, shouldn't you tell the players, okay, we're getting Kawhi. This is what it's gonna take. Who's in it? Who's not? So now we find out who's not really buying into it. Now they get traded 
because you know they're not buying into the superstar. So now you're losing Beverly. You're gonna lose Harold, and maybe, maybe Lou. Maybe Lou. And the, you need those three guys to beat the Lakers. I'm or, not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I really thought those three would be coming. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. After this, I knew there. After, after what happened in the playoffs, I thought sure. I think those three were going to be gone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. They they have to make room. They, they they need a new culture there, especially with Kawhi there. It has to change, just because they need. It's not going to work. Yeah, they need a leader. They don't have a leader. Yeah, and I think that's that was the biggest problem. Why this again? This thing surfaced was because. I mean, it should have been on Doc. If there was no player leader, it should have been the coach that would have been that would have taken the reins and and made sure everybody bought into the system. But that whole thing, they looked good on certain stretches on the floor, but it just wasn't enough. Like they looked excellent. Sorry, I should say they looked excellent on certain stretches on the floor, but you can see that when when things got a little bit tight, they didn't know what to do, and they were they're just too good a roster a team to fold like that three times in a row my god Denver Nuggets <laughs> speaking of coaching uh, how do you feel with Stoudemire the ma- uh, what is he is stats assistant stats 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 stat. on fantasy oh man he was my he was one of my players on fantasy mine was the Matrix the, the Ma- Matrix yeah, Matrix was killer oh man yeah he was he everywhere even blocking shots yeah, you have him exactly you're, you're up no. you know but uh, how do you feel with him teaming up with uh, Steve Nash you think it's going to work out? I I honestly have no idea. Like, I have no idea. I mean, the, the two of them worked well together as a tandem, yeah. but who knows how, how they would work as a coach, as a as a coaching pair. It'd be fun. He has Jarrett Allen and DeAndre Jordan to work with. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure, especially to see how he gets both KD and Kyrie his shot, their shots. Yeah how they're going to use that. Like maybe they're going to get KD to set more screens to get open. I don't know. Maybe uh, because, you know, if they switch, then it's already a mismatch. Um, and I think that's kind of the scenario that uh, Steve Nash and Amari kind of found themselves in a lot of times. And then they just took advantage of it with that two man game. So yeah, yeah they were, they were fun to watch. Sure. They were yeah. fun to watch in their prime. It's just going to be interesting. I mean, with, with their, their playing days and then the, the players now, is that how is that going to resonate, you know, in their leadership? Is that, you know, are these young players really going to listen to them? You know, they probably will, but then at a time they're like, okay, I'll do my own thing. I, I don't know about Kyrie and, and KD. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really don't know. I, they're superstars. They're, 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 it, took, it took KD a while to, um, to get comfortable with the Warriors in his first year. Uh, yeah. I think it took like half a season for him to, really figure it out so it should be interesting how he does it with, with nash and Kyrie and all of them but yeah. so you know see the thing i i honestly don't think he really super got it, the system of the warriors i just think that he's so good yeah. and the warriors were so they good, were good. Yeah. it didn't matter it at the that 73 point, win team it didn't matter if they if he figured it out they they like fully to the way that Clay understood it, to the way that Draymond understood it, even Iggy, right? He didn't, I don't think he mm. ever got there. I just think that he's such a superior talent and the Warriors were so, uh, one of the best teams Back, that we've yeah. ever seen. He filled the role. Yeah. yeah, and he he they managed to win despite them not fully being integrated with each other. Actually, I think there was an interesting article, Tony, um, I think was it ESPN. It was comparing 
who has a better shot next season in terms of getting back? Was it the Nets or the Warriors? And they said they're giving it to the Warriors because the three original core members are still there. While the Nets still have to figure things out while they're healthy, how they're going to win while the Warriors, they already know how to win. Yeah. You have to get them all playing together. I mean, that, yeah. that's something different. I mean, you can put a team on paper as opposed to getting them on the floor and you, let's see if, if KD and uh, Kyrie, you know, they'll bump heads. I think the Nets would um, have a similar, of course it's a different conference, but you think they might have a chance they could actually be the Clippers of next season? Or do you think they'll, they'll be better than the Clippers in terms of getting I think it together? Be, yeah, I think they'll be better than the Clippers just because they're in the East. Okay. But, you know, the chemistry is going to be interesting to see. Like the, the Warriors, they already have that history. They have that coach-to-player uh, chemistry, and it flows easily to the court, whereas we don't really know what that, that chemistry is going to be like yet. Okay, so who's going to argue first with Nash? Kyrie, Kyrie. 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 Easy Kyrie, dude. Because KD, you know, he was hanging around Nash in, in yeah. you know, Golden State, so they'll be all right. You know, they'll be fine. Kyrie couldn't get along with Brad Stevens. I mean, not too many people say bad things about Brad, but... Oh man, Brad's Kyrie. A- Kyrie's been his own thing. That's fine. Yeah. But you know, uh, the gotta, uh, exactly. <laughs> but I love their jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. They remind me of Derek, Derek Coleman and uh, Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson, yes. But man, that if things work out for that team and it's the it's kind of a similar roster as it is now, and then you add Kyrie and KD. Yeah. Dude, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they make it to the finals. They're just that talented. Yeah. You think they can uh, vault up to at least top four? Dude, I say top four. In the minimum. In the, in the minimum. East? East. Yeah. Oh, dude, dude minimum, I, yeah. I think their their ceiling is up honestly their, their ceiling is, is championship. Yeah. I, Chris, Chris, you put them at number one, right, Chris? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number one seed. Yeah. Number one for sure. I wouldn't put them as a number one seed. I think they would top get out of four. Top four. Seed. So yeah, guys, no, maybe not, but I think they'll get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Like they can win the East, but seeding wise, maybe not. It seating might take wise, a few yeah. games. Yeah. Right. I think maybe half a season to, to get to get to get going. But the half a season now is 35, 36 games, right? So they're gonna mm-hmm. cut down the, yeah. the number of games. Seventy two, I think, is the, yeah. the target. Yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, that they're gonna it is. I, I, no All Star Weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. But no I, I prefer weekend. it. I, pr- I prefer the shorter season. There's yeah. also rumors they're gonna do tourneys, like how European soccer does it, like short tournaments in in between. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think there there's still a lot of a wait and see what's gonna happen. I think they couldn't wait for March Too or long. whatever, yeah. or to have fans back in because. You know, they saw the numbers with the football teams uh, going up against the NFL yeah. and it wasn't pretty. Uh, and it's also, they don't want to get, they don't want to coincide with the, uh, the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. No, yeah. That too. Mm-hmm. There, there's just so much, so much, right? Like it's, but I think those numbers were a little, not as accurate as we'd like to think because it, there's just so many, so many things going on in the world right now that maybe it's just not as focused on TV because like the world series has been the lowest ever. Yes. Right. Yeah. So the, the ratings for the world series, I know the football games haven't been that great either. That's for television, right? Gino TV. Yeah. So yeah, the, the digital aspect of it is to it. Right. Yeah. I think the NBA digital crazy, 
consumption was in the billions, which is the yeah. highest it's ever been. Billions, man. But television was was like television was 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 bad. But that's where most of the money is. Yeah, yeah, so, that's where their big contracts are. So yeah, so the, the contracts rely on those on those ratings. Yeah. And if you're getting the and lowest nice. ever, yeah. Right. So it would be nice that if they, they, they restart quickly, it's because yeah. baseball's ending. Right? Yeah. Baseball's gonna end. And then football, who knows when that's gonna end? I mean, then oh, like COVID first week of February. February. They they did the numbers. Each team, if they start on the twenty second in terms of financing, they chance to earn five hundred million more. Five hundred million more. December start. After December, after the Christmas. Yeah. Because everyone has budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After Christmas, that budget goes somewhere. So are you going to do it like the NFL, where they're going to allow, and, and MLB, where they're going to allow a couple thousand fans in the stadium? I think it depends on the state. Yeah, Each the state has a different uh, yeah, regulation. Cause, yeah, because Toronto, right? It's not going to have, it's, it might not be in Toronto. It'll be Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> That's what I want to do. That would be so weird. Yeah. Yeah, weird, huh? yeah. Moving on, what do you guys take on the, this tweet? With DeMarcus Cousins and George Call calling him out and saying uh, over Hoops Hype, your first name is the player you dislike the most <laughs> 10 years ago. Your last name is the player you dislike the most now. <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins, he put <laughs> Wild. Nice. Right? That's like a bitter ex, right? That was like, that was like 2015. Like, savage. George Carl is like how old now? Like he has some interesting tweets though. Yeah. Did you read, did you read his book? I see his tweets every now and then. No, he has some pretty good book. tweets. No, I haven't. I haven't. No, I, ha- I haven't it's read. It, but it's a controversial book, right? And like, like he went on tour uh, on his publicity tour, and then that's when he was fighting everybody. Look, put it this way: I understand, the, especially if you're a Sonics fan. Yeah. Uh, why you would respect George Carl. Yeah. yeah. But remember the first time Team USA lost in the World Championships. It wasn't even called the World Cup. It was called the World Championships. They had Ben Wallace, Reggie Miller, Paul Pierce. And they still had a pretty good cast, right? An all-star cast. And they played in Indianapolis. So they played in the States. And they didn't even get into the top eight. That's right. They lost. George Carl was their coach. So I don't know how good. It's awful. Like that's when Argentina was killing them. Like Puerto Rico, I think, beat them during that time. Wow. It was. Carlos. I think he was blessed with a lot of talent. He was blessed with a lot of talent. And specifically Peyton, uh, Camp, Vin Baker later Mm -hmm. on. So it's, I don't know how, I, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm saying, I don't know how good a coach George Carl really is if he couldn't deal with that Team USA lineup that, you know, failed for the first time before the bronze medal of Larry Brown and LeBron. With DeMarcus Cousins, the thing with DeMarcus, like um, even I think before he moved to the Pelicans, he, really, he, he made a reputation for himself in Sacramento where... Yeah, it's almost borderline Rashid Wallace type, True. you know, where he was always whining, and I guess he wasn't really a model George Carl basketball player. And so when George moves to Sacramento and coaches him, 
it was probably an unpleasant experience for the both of them. Sure. You know, it's crazy. It's like, he's not a bad person, you know, uh, but yeah. he just has that, that bad rep and he's never really had that chance to make it up because of his injuries. Yeah. You know, he's never really been able to kind of show what he's capable of doing. I mean, but I know a lot of people that said good, like really good things about him that actually know him personally. And they said nothing but good things about him. So, you know, I think it's hard once you get that reputation in the league. And I think you're kind of seeing the same thing in the PBA with Calvin, right? Like he sure. has a reputation that, that follows him. And so now can he come back and just be level-headed and, and kind of just keep his cool and, and just play his game? And I think that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's interesting to see everything going on in the PBA now as far as like there's a shift in, in what do you call it, like generations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're starting to see that, which is kind of cool. Uh, I haven't really seen this big of a transition between like an old generation and, new, and a new generation. Uh, so, yeah. So this we was the lineup, right? You know? Uh, George Cross lineup. Michael In, Finley. Uh, sixth place. Look at that lineup. Rape yeah, that's crazy. Friends. Look at that lineup. Michael Finley's big. Well, Sean Marion alone. Baron Davis. B. Diddy. Paul Pierce. Ben Wallace. Elton Brand. Elton Brand was a beast back then. Oh, yeah. What they just Jermaine. Jermaine. I mean, you got the defense there. Well, Antonio Davis. He was probably oh, wow. the oldest guy in the team. <laughs> I think that was the prime years of Argentina. It was. Yeah. It was the prime years of Argentina. With uh, Nocioni, Ginobili. Five, five or six Fabricio NBA players on that. Yeah, Fabricio Alberto was there. Yeah. And it was a sick, sick Argentinian team. Ascola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I that, think that was the same Argentinian team that defeated the LeBron's first Olympic bid. In, I think um, it was. I th- 2004. You thought, yeah. The, in, the uh, Bronx. And that was when Greg Popovich was the coach. That's impressive. And I think the only veterans was it, was it Larry Brown? Was Iverson. Oh, I think that was that was Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Okay, it was, yeah. it was Iverson and uh, Tim Duncan were the captains of that team. Or Steph Marbury. Was Steph on that team? Steph, Steph Marbury. Was, yeah, Steph was there. Yeah, LeBron was there. Wade, Wade Mello, Bosh. They were like on their second year. Or something. <laughs> yeah, they were just kids. Yeah. It was pretty early. It was. Re- it was they just really finished early. their first year. Actually, their first year in the NBA. Yeah. So it was, it would have been tough. Anthony Davis is the only one with a college championship. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, what, that's what sets him apart? Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Davis won a college championship. He yeah. won a FIBA a World Cup, medal. Olympic gold medal, and well, NBA championship. And it's funny because I, I asked him about the Olympic gold medal and the FIBA uh, championship. And he actually appreciates because most people would say Olympic, right? Olympic gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he actually said the FIBA one. You know, because the why? FIBA team, Chris, because, was, he had Drummond and DeMarcus yeah. as his because, because he was the best player. Well, he was among the best players on that team and he contributed more. Was when he was with in the Olympics, he barely played. That's when the uh, rookie or that was with like Kobe, LeBron, yeah. mm-hmm. Chris Ray. Paul. That's right. Yeah. Dwight, I think. Yeah, Dwight was there. Well, I think Dwight was there too. I guess that that kind of shows also what he what he is, right? He he doesn't want to go for the ride. Yeah. He wants to contribute and yeah. win. And yeah, oh, nice. it is because he, he yeah. he's not a freeloader. 
Is that yeah. okay? He, yeah. He's not just going to walk around like, hey, I got this gold medal. You didn't even play. I want to ask you guys about this before we end this episode. And How do you feel with Shaq calling out? He didn't mention who, but we know. We know who it is. I, <laughs> we, we know who was crying on IG Live. But they all are. Specifically... Man it for one person. That How do you, but are, are you sure it was him? Not, not, not I, I know. I think I know it is. Um, ever since Dwight left the Lakers in 2000, yeah. he's, Shaq he's, has never been, how would I say, cordial to anything that Dwight has been doing but he's, for the but past six years. He's kind of praised Dwight this season. Actually, he praised him a little in this season. Yeah. I think he felt that. Check yourself. He basically said you weren't instrumental to getting the ring. Oh, yeah. I, that's mm. that's kind of harsh, man. It is harsh. It is. It's Shaq being, it's Shaq being Shaq. But I mean, yeah, Shaq being Shaq. If you listen to that podcast of his, it's, it's really, they're just ragging on each other. Okay. You know what I mean? It's the tone of the podcast also. It's not a serious podcast. It's Shaq. Remember his Kobe, how does my ass taste? Yeah. His freestyle. Yeah, right? So it's similar. That's the way I look at it anyway. It's similar to that. I don't think it's anything that's really meant to, to hurt Dwight because I mean, Dwight came up big against, against Denver. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. huge. He, Dwight if, and Rondo, Dwight and yeah. Rondo were paired up. If it wasn't for Dwight, that Denver series, it could have went the other way. Honestly. You know what I mean? Maybe. Dwight took Joker. Either way, he still gets the ring. Yeah, he was yeah. yeah. there for regular season. Yeah. He was there for bubble season, and he was there for yeah. for the whole playoff run. Ten years from now, it's not gonna matter what Shaq said. Yeah, yeah, or whatever happened. Yeah, only thing that matters is he got the ring. Yeah, it's, it's gonna sure. people are gonna introduce Dwight Howard, NBA champion Dwight Howard, NBA champion. Yeah, yeah. but it's just the, the ironic thing, Tony, is like the I have so many friends who are pure Lakers fans since like the early '80s and. The moment Dwight left the Lakers, they've had nothing but hate for this guy. Of course. I'm one of those guys. When he was three years in the Rockets, <laughs> when he was in the Hawks, when he was with the Bullets, when he was with the Hornets, it was anything this guy did, they yeah. chastised oh, yeah. him. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. when he finally goes back to LA, it's like crickets. <laughs> you know, like they couldn't say shit because it's like, now we got to put up with this guy, right? Sure. Because they, they, the biggest thing they always would call him was he's a clown. Like he didn't take the game seriously. He's always joking. And Soft. then when he finally wins a chip with them, they just can't see anything anymore. It's just, no, but yeah, because I mean, winning cures, it, you know? yeah, yeah, winning, winning, winning cures, everything. Right. And, and honestly, there was, there's two Lakers, you know, before the season, there was two Lakers that I absolutely hated with a passion. Dwight Howard and Carl Malone. Okay. And I, I couldn't stand them both being wearing the purple and gold. I hated it. I hated Carl Malone. Absolutely hated it. Carl Malone took away my bet. But I think Carl Malone would be worse than <laughs> Dwight. There was the reason why Carl Malone, why Magic has to retire. They didn't force anyone to retire. Hold <laughs> on, if he's playing, if he has blood, I'm not playing. I think all the players should um, <laughs> boycott Magic Johnson. I was like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, because he said if he bleeds and I bleed and yeah. you know, man, Carl Malone was a bigger. It was an uneducated. It was an uneducated statement. Yeah. yeah, at the time, yeah, it was true. I almost can't blame yeah. him for it because he just didn't know any better. I'd rather play with AIDS with Irvin Magic Johnson. I just Carl Malone. <laughs> Carl Malone had that personality compared to Dwight. Dwight was like always trying to make friends with everybody. You know, he wasn't like on a to, yeah, you know, dude. Like, like I think Dwight's one of those one of those guys that just wanted friends. Yeah. 
Right? Remember in the, in the beginning of the he's just, yeah, he's he's he just he just wants friends. He just wants to be light. Yeah, like remember just, the week of the bubble? Like he was the only guy that showed up in the in DJ the, the right party pool, area. The party. Yeah. <laughs> he's the one dude. He's just like, like there. And you know, he's just that guy that that's lonely, I guess. Right? He just wants friends. He's really a clown. We had a the Rockets mascot would do these um prank videos like when he was with the Rockets where he would hide in a corner and then when the NBA player would walk towards the locker room, he'd jump on them. Like Harden would just like look at him or Beverly and and then and, and all these guys when it was Dwight, Dwight fell. Like he fell, like this huge guy. You know, like, he's a clown, dude. He's a clown. You know, I mean there's a lot of you know antics outside the court yeah. Dwight. So I think the Dwight that we hate was very lost as a person. And I think that's, he would show something different on the court. Yeah. I think, I think it was just this year that he got a spiritual but, advisor. I mean, he also worked on somebody like a, he had a, 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 meta, a meta coach actually yeah. with him. Yeah. He actually greeted him. Remember? Yeah. I was searching stuff on him because I was, I was really intrigued on the 180 because he was never a guy that wanted to take a back seat. He mm-hmm. always wanted to be, yeah front and center. He just wanted playing time. He felt privileged to, you know, I mean, just start, but he was just, he was a clown, like what Javier said. And so then, would you say like the expectation was too high? I well, think, he was a defensive player of the year three times. He, yeah. I mean, he was, he was a perennial all-star. He, he also had he, a lot he of led the league success. in block shots. I mean, he had early he success coming early out of success. high school. Yeah. I think he mm-hmm. was, he knew he maybe was he wasn't ready for it. Yeah, he knew it was great, but when the pressure came, being on the Lakers, he was a no-show man. But you know what, what it is also? It, it wasn't just, at least for me, all right? It wasn't, and I know some, uh, there are a couple other Laker fans who thought, who thought that, or fe- who think this way. It wasn't just Dwight leaving LA the way he left. It was the Lakers begging him to stay. Oh, yeah. When they put up all those uh, billboards? Banner. Yeah, dude. Oh, and that was sad. I, it was like, wow, we've come to this. Yeah. Was it also the, there was this, I don't know if it's a rumor, if it's fact, but they forced him to play with an injured shoulder during that. Well, that's season. true. He, he came back a little bit too early. Yeah. And you could see it. Like, I remember watching him, Dwight, in, in Orlando, and he was super mobile. Yeah. With the Lakers, he looked a little bit more stiff. And he was like, yeah. oh, super not stiff. right. Yeah. He forced him. He couldn't get anything, in, like, back against the basket. It was... Like you knew, he- like before. Before he'd just be a monster. You give yeah. him didn't even get a hook shot. Yeah, exactly. Has yeah. done. I just actually think- his, his three years he was in the Rockets. I was satisfied with what what he was doing for what we were paying him. I mean, I wasn't mad at him. Like how my because like my Laker friends were just like rat on him. Like dude, Absolutely. he's doing okay for us. <laughs> but but <laughs> they I, felt I think cheated. It- I think they felt cheated. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think it showed a lot of maturity on his part to understand that there was something missing and something wrong. And that's why mm-hmm. he went out and got himself the, the meta coach. Yeah. And it helped him improve, you know, his, his entire lifestyle improved. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's one of the things that, that he was referring to yes. uh, during his IG live. Yeah. Even before the IG live, he, he was interviewed by what's that females, uh, the, the only female in the bubble. Rachel Nichols? Rachel. Rachel Nichols. And I went through that video and he was saying how, yeah, his spiritual advisor. Yeah. Uh, at the start of the season, he got him to basically cut out that wasn't giving him a positive in his life to really yeah. cut down everyone and cut out everything that 
was just a distraction to the sport and to his personal life. And uh, he thanks him a lot of times. So I was thinking that coach, whoever that guy is. Yeah, it really helped him out. I mean, you can see it even when he's on the bench, really leading the bench mob. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a guy that, okay, you can see he's enjoying just, you know, being happy for his teammates. So, I mean, it's good. It's good that, that he ended up that way. I mean, you, you saw that, okay, if I'm going to play, I'll, I'll play hard. If I'm not going to play, I'll cheer hard. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Dion Waiters. I'm happy. <laughs> Derek Rose next. Derek Rose next. Cheese. I'd be dope if D Rose gets a ring. I'd love that. Oh, yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'd love that. I would. But if it was D Rose, Mellow, and CP3 next year, they get it. <laughs> Well, yeah, they are, they're going to have space in that roster because it's going to look very different. Well, yeah, CP3's exactly. contract is the biggest problem. His contract's crazy. Like 43 million, I think. This I just don't know the 80, if it is a 72 game season. I think those guys are going to be like tired out in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, Melo doesn't really play a very tiring style. Still, bro. I don't it's think. Just on offense. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. Melo, Melo will last 72 games, man. I don't He'll know. He'll be fine. As a number three, be number four, perfect catch and shoot player. Yeah, yeah exactly. He'd be like maybe better than Kyle Kuzma was. You look at you yeah. look at Melo's role in More Portland. Consistent. Yeah, Lillard and CJ were just literally like doing all the damage. He's just there waiting. Yeah, pops. But, That's why he's perfect for the Nuggets. So he got to be a sniper <laughs> there. See, bring him back. Would he replace uh, Millsap, Chris? You think? Yes. Yes. Whose podcast was it? Was it JJ Redick? Oh yeah, that, uh, the three men in the sea. Yeah, so that uh, Mello guested on, and then he, oh, he was yeah, talking yeah. about yeah, that was that, cool. you know when he joined the Rockets, they yeah, expected he, him to be a catch and shoot guy, yeah. and he's a rhythm player, right? So he mm-hmm. couldn't do it; like he, he had a hard time adjusting. Yeah. But he adjusted; he eventually did in in Portland. Yeah. Did you I see that one, his first preseason game as a Rocket? He was at the three. He gets the ball from, I think, Harden. And he takes two steps, dribbles, and makes a mid-range jumper. And he turns to D'Antoni. Shit, I'm so sorry. I should have stepped back and made a three. Because nobody takes two, no, two points. When, when you watch how he played with Team USA, he was a catch and shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Great because you, you heard and you saw Mello. Yeah, you felt it. That he was lost. He mm-hmm. was lost all his confidence because of you, you know, that Houston trade that he didn't know where he he was supposed to do. They told him that he's gonna start and then they just benched him and, and he even said that he felt like he do I retire? Because yeah. I'm, I'm a rhythm player. You're gonna be on the bench. And then stick me in and then make me take threes all of us, you know, yeah. I mean? like yeah. just like that. And I was like, shit, this guy mentally, he was, effed. he didn't know what he was going to do anymore. He felt different. I really like that podcast of uh, JJ Reddick because I think he's their peer. Yeah. Like I saw the one with Damian Lillard and Dude. he was talking about Drew Holiday and stuff. But like yeah. they open up more. Yeah, because it's, yeah. Because it's, because it's him. Yeah, yeah, and then, then with like other yeah. 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 yeah, like yeah. one of Kevin Love when Kevin Love was drinking wine, he started like telling these really like deep stories. He's just like, wow. Imagine <laughs> if, if Chris Newsom starts a podcast and he gets guests like all PBA players. Yeah, it's just gonna yeah. be gold. 
I'd subscribe to that. That'll work. Yeah, exactly. I would, but it has to be no holds barred, right? It's like nothing, like anything goes. Anything. That's also the bad part. That's also the bad. Exactly. Will that ever fly? Will that That, fly? It'll fly. It'll fly. It will do well. Will it do you guys well? Maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> you may not have a job. No. Like, it's like exactly. some shit could go down and be like, oh, fuck, why did I say that? Yeah, sure. we're going to be like Tab Baldwin, right? Tab? Is it Tab? Tab? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Coach Tab. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see Chris off the bench and we're going to be calling him, hey, we're watching the game. What's up, bro? <laughs> There's two minutes left. You haven't played yet. Uh, I think it's time for me to hang it up, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I love it because, like, JJ flawlessly does it. It So so natural to him. Yeah. It's almost like when Jalen Rose was doing, what was his first, like, he was doing both TV and playing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It was flawless. It It was, but some other guys can't do it. No, no, that's their personality. Like, remember the one of uh, KG? KG had that one year where he had his own, sh- like, with a cuss button. <laughs> <laughs> he had the cuss button. And the guests he would get were, like, really interesting. Like, one day you have Baron Davis, yeah. one day you have, like, Steven Jackson. The funny thing is, I actually keep I watch all the smoke. That, that's good, too. Mm. I like all the smoke. Yeah. But it's, a di- it's different, right? It's a different. Yeah. Uh, flavor t- to it but i keep on uh, trying to it's message uh, yeah. jj yeah. reddick and say and you know just wanted to see if he would reply he actually replied once <laughs> I'm like, he's been but he never replies right i, I like but i just wanted to see if he would be like dude like it's probably my favorite podcast like he, and he invested right in a podcast network that i think that's why he, he left ringer or where was he before one of I know he invested uh, some money in a yeah. in, in a media company. Yeah. So he and then now he's doing the podcast with that yes. with that media company. It's really good. Yeah, he has a good future, man. Like good. I can see him like twenty years down the line, still doing, doing it. big things. He's a he's a real player. He, yeah, but he was my favorite Clipper in the uh, the Lob City. Yeah, me too. The Lob City days. And the, the one with Grace and Allen is great. Oh yeah. Like, who do you think was the most hated Duke player ever? Me or you? (laughs) (laughs) Christian Leitner, man. Like, JJ got a lot of shit during that era, for sure. Yeah. For sure. sure. I think ESPN had a a 30 by 30. It said why everyone hates. The title was why everyone hates Christian Leitner. It was a a good... Like, Jalen Rose was in there. Yeah. (laughs) I saw that one. I mean... You wouldn't have a thirty for thirty for fate for JJ or Grayson. That's true. I mean, so maybe, you have maybe one Christian Leitner. Yeah, Christian Leitner. I mean, yeah, Christian uh, you have that all for yourself. A thirty for thirty, then people hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we're done. We're good. We'll see you next week. Don't forget, follow me Instagram and Twitter at underscore Slickrick, and of course, Boys Night Out. Magic eighty nine point nine Monday to Thursday with Tony, Tony, Sam YG, and Gino Killian Moore, four to seven in the evening. Yep, at New Eleven New, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Chris Newsom, and get a Leica account. Follow me on Leican at New Eleven New as well. Your shirt. And yes, I uh, got some shirts also at gifted underscore PH. And I got a new one that's coming out this next week. 
And also, uh, I got another business I'll tell you guys about probably by the next show. It's going to be fun. Nice. Just dropping hints. Social media accounts, J-I-N-N-O, R-U-F-I-N-O, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And Jump Through Hoops with Ari Nataide on Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Game now, Saturdays, 11 a.m. All right. So that's uh, another episode of The Fan Asia, powered by podcastnetwork.asia. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and email fanasia at gmail.com. And we're all on, on uh, Instagram, Facebook as well, and Twitter. All right. Later, boys. All right. Peace out. Peace out.